0: we go and grab a quick bite we watch a movie then fight we're the fast food film friends you're listening to fast food film friends the podcast that's got a little sting to it (laughs) That's (laughs) that's the best you could do for
1: the beekeeper oh that is right nathan this week we're talking about the beekeeper jason statham's new violence vehicle and all three of Subway's footlong sidekicks.
0: From IMDb, the plot summary of The Beekeeper reads as follows. One man's brutal campaign for vengeance takes on national stakes after he <laughs> is revealed to be a former operative of a powerful and clandestine organization known as Beekeepers. Wow, what a plot. And from, from Subway.com, The Cinnabon, we got
1: three Mm sidekicks coming our way footlong sidekicks. so the cinnabon footlong churro is served warm and topped with cinnabon's world famous macara cinnamon and sugar number two is auntie ann's footlong pretzel which reimagines auntie ann's buttery and salty classic served with the side of subway's honey mustard which sounds delicious and lastly the footlong cookie is thick gooey and packed with
0: chocolate chips you stack these three on top of each other. You're halfway to one of us. You're very tall. I mean, you're almost very, you're halfway very tall. I have two questions for you. Yeah. The first is, which of these three sidekicks do you think that you're going to enjoy the most? The second is, which of them do you think Jason Statham would prefer to use as a blunt weapon? Oh,
1: that's, that's a great question. I think I'm going to enjoy the footlong pretzel the most. And I think if he's going for, you know, like a uh, battering, not battering, bludgeoning type weapon, uh, I'm going to go with that cookie because that's the only one they said it's thick. That's true. Uh, So I want him to have, you know, some girth he can really knock somebody out with. I think that churro is mostly hollow. That's going to break.
0: The victim's going to be goo covered. Yeah. The pretzel,
1: they're going to get all buttery. They're going to be harder to grab later. They're going to be slippery, the person you're assaulting. So I think the footlong cookie is the way to go.
0: Would you agree? I think, the you know, a cookie in general is my favorite of these three things. Yeah. The churro is the only one that actually makes sense in this size and log. shape.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, a pretzel, if you think about it, pretzels, uh, they do get pulled a lot of ways. But if you were to straighten them out, they're probably well over a foot long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's really special. I just want to say that. Yeah. That there's not many items we've had on this show before that amount to a foot. And today we're having three.
1: Three feet worth of food, (laughs) which is is exciting, surprising. Uh, It was actually supposed to be six feet worth of food because I had some issues with my ordering, Nathan. I... uh, we couldn't get it delivered. They were sold out. These sidekicks flying off the shelf.
0: And we should say there's many subways in town. Well, there many. was one location that had all three of these in yeah. stock.
1: I, first off, I could not believe how many subways there are
0: around oh, here. Yeah. Like It is astounding. We live in a college town. They're all yeah. over. Yeah, it's
1: astounding. But I finally found one that had all three had to download the subway app to confirm which you don't availability, want availability do. which you don't want on your phone what's
0: weird is you download it and your phone
1: smells like armpits it said new contact added jared and i said no delete that right away
0: <laughs> delete that right away. it's like that u2 album <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly no 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 uh but so i i you know i set it for six o'clock pickup which is when we want it i'm ordering probably around four thirty. okay uh so i Go to 6 o'clock. I say, you know, order, place the order. Kind of times out just sitting there. This app, shockingly, not the best app I've ever used. Times out. I don't get like a confirmation or anything like that. So I go back. I order it again. Hit submit. Boom. Get the email like, boom, this is going to be ready at 440. And I was like, shit, no. Oh, no. So I called <laughs> literally probably two to three minutes later. I realized my the mistake uh because i sent you the picture of the confirmation and i call and he's like hey how's it going and i go oh hey i just called but i don't want an order to be ready till like six but i just ordered it and i think it's going to be ready right away and he goes oh is this for kevin and i was like yeah he goes oh yeah we got those done really fast we're ready right now (laughs) and i was like (laughs) are these those i was like that's not great for me but i appreciate how fast you got those done i was like is there any way You know, you could use those for, like, somebody coming. And he goes, ah, we can warm them up for you later. And I was like, uh, okay, maybe. (laughs) So then I ordered another three later. Separate transaction. I figured I'll leave it out of this guy's hands. I just want another order to be there of fresh ones made. And I thought, not only will this be good for us to compare, contrast, you know, how long (laughs) sitting can affect a fast food item. But it also will give us, you know, enough acreage here food-wise to to fill all of us up, perhaps. Um, But I I got, you walk in, you have one bag. I immediately run up and check the receipt and it says ready at 440. Uh, So these have probably been sitting out for a while, but you did say he warmed them up.
0: Yeah. So my side of the story (laughs) is that I just showed up at Subway. All I knew is that the the order would be there. Yeah. And the guy said, Oh, Hey, did you call earlier? And I figured, okay, sure. Maybe you called it in. I said, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, uh, I'm going to warm these up. Yeah. And I thought, this meant What a guy. What this a guy. guy is just unprompted yeah. offering to warm up. They probably have been sitting there 10 minutes. But yeah. he's thinking, you want the best of the best. Yeah. I'm going to warm these up for you. And I thought... Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. And well, I, was, I, mean, I profusely thanked him.
1: Good. As you maybe should have. I don't know. I think he could have also cranked out the other ones that I ordered.
0: Yeah. Uh, this this makes a lot more sense. Yeah.
1: Now. Oh, I don't see. I was going to text you and say, hey, there might be an issue or hey, there might be two orders, but I kind of wanted to see how it played out, in all honesty. I was like, I kind of want to see if he's got a weird story of having. So are you saying that you submitted
0: orders. the second order?
1: I think so, but then I also looked back and I didn't get a confirmation on that. Huh. So I don't know if he got it and he was like, nah, this dude's <laughs> not going to get away with this and just cancel the order or what. I don't know. Um, interesting. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, these things are pretty affordable. The foot- <laughs> By the foot costs, can I have you guess? Because they're all different.
0: So they actually, I saw the prices oh, of the board, God. But it was interesting how much they vary. Yeah. Because so the, the cookie is five. Cookie's the most expensive per foot. You're, prep- get, you're looking at about five bucks a foot. For a cookie. And,
1: well, then the, the churro's two. Churro's a bargain. Basement bargain. Two bucks a foot for churro.
0: And the pretzel's three. Pretzel's a middle, right in the middle of the road.
1: With the free honey mustard, though. So you gotta yeah, so it's to
0: so the honey mustard, it's it's their own honey mustard, but yeah. this the pretzel, apparently they're using Auntie Anne's. Auntie Anne's. Uh, Auntie Anne's ingredients. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and the Cinnabon for the the churro.
1: I think they should all be about three bucks. I think you average
0: that out. Because he figured most people are getting one of each. <laughs> most people are getting three feet. If you flute. make a foot-long item, <laughs> goes, the customers right. will not be happy with this one.
1: <laughs> no, you need it. That's like Costco hot dogs. You got to have more than one. That's what everyone says. You got to.
0: Now, speaking of having more than one, because <laughs> I can't wait for the beekeeper 7 oh, in 2029. God. Yeah. Now, we're going to get to the beekeeper soon. Mm. But speaking of buzz... The uh, the Oscar nominations were just announced. <laughs> yes, they were. And there there were not a lot of surprises, Mm-mm. but there are a couple of snubs that have kind of rocked the, the Internet. Yeah. And I wanted to get your take on why you think mm-hmm. the beekeeper missed in Best Picture.
1: Mm. I think it was a timing thing, really. I think this comes out a little earlier in the year. People are not going to forget it. That's uh, that's really all I can think of, because it should be up for Best Original screenplay? This is not adapted from a...
0: I think this can only come from... Somebody's mind. Some The si- deep
1: recesses of
0: one person's brain.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, this will rightfully win no awards. Um, and <laughs> hopefully there still will be seven of them going forward. I don't think Fast and the Furious has ever won any awards.
0: No, who cares? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's exactly right. So
0: the big snubs of the actual Oscars were uh, Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Uh, not getting nominated as Best Director for Barbie, Mm -hmm. and Margot Robbie Mm -hmm. for Best Actress. Mm -hmm. The movie got, I think, eight nominations in other categories. Yeah. And in, like, a 30-hour time frame, we had, like, the snubs, the backlash, and the backlash to the backlash. Yeah. It came out fast. (laughs) Yes. It
1: was fast. It was, like, every... You know, you grab your phone throughout the day, like a few times a day, just open up an app. And it was like, every time it was like, oh, they've, they've already moved on to the next step of this very, very quickly. It was like a three hour spread.
0: And uh, I think really the the pinnacle of all of this was a single tweet from, uh, if you've heard of her, Hillary Clinton. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. She said, Greta and Margot, oh. while it can sting, see, beekeeper reference, oh. while it can sting to win the box office, but not take home the gold. Your millions of fans love you. You're both so much more than Knuff. Hashtag Hillary Barbie. I thought you were going to say you'll always be my queen bee. That would have been nice. We should probably submit edits to like politicians tweets.
1: Yeah. Oh, we could do that. Um, Like that one would be just save draft instead of tweet, maybe.
0: And I think this tweet kind of instantly much like actually reminds me a lot of our discussion on sound of freedom (laughs) last year. Sure. Like, as soon as a cultural idea even grazes politics yeah you instantly you're like, all right, you guys to that side of the room <laughs> yeah. and you guys over there mm-hmm. and
1: so many <laughs> I'm usually like get closer together and fight more scream
0: at each other like a movie that really in my in my world, Barbie was just kind of it did bring us together you yeah. know it was a it yeah. was a great time yeah I you know we, we both really enjoyed it yes people we know really enjoyed it absolutely what a great time we had phenomenal day and now we find ourselves at this in this weird place where like the fact that it only got eight oscar nominations is a bad is like an egregious omission and i just i'm curious what you make of it
1: i don't care that much uh about this this topic in general i think the movies that did get nominated and the people who did get nominated in those categories are all phenomenal and all deserve to be nominated as well. I would say as Margo and Greta. So how do you make that decision? Somebody's going to be left off the list always, every time I think in terms of direction, I mean, the movie is sound. It's good. Uh, A lot of it's exciting and new, but like some of it is a literal like car commercial for, you know, that whatever car that (laughs) America Ferrari drives around. Like, you can tell it's influenced a bit by the the people financing it, I suppose. So I don't know. I'm not losing sleep over it. I wouldn't over really anybody's nomination status, but um, I, I it's just if it if there had been people who got in and got nominated who didn't deserve it as much, I think I'd be much more up in arms about it. But like, it is objectively stacked categories, yeah, uh, for both director and actress. And
0: that's what's so interesting is that. It wasn't a matter of the Academy disliking this movie, like yeah. America Ferrera was nominated yeah. as a supporting actress. Yeah. I don't think anyone that saw that movie would think like she was better than Margot, yeah, but it's just it's different categories, different mm-hmm. competitiveness that mm-hmm. the fields are different. Like and definitely. so one got in and one didn't. But then the optics of Ryan Gosling getting in. Yeah, not great And Margot Robbie Knot, <laughs> not. great Like optics. that, it sounds like a joke from the movie. Well, it really does. It
1: really does. Uh, and that's I think that's why people jumped on it so much. Like, had he also been yeah. left off, I don't think this would have been nearly as big as a deal. Yeah. Um, and people would have been like, well, yeah, shit, they were up against some good movies this year. Um, but I think because it is so on the nose that, I mean, people had to comment on it. How do you go through life without, you know, voicing your opinion strongly on the internet?
0: On every little thing. Do you think that the the little kind of storm that came of all this helps or hurts the movie and its chances to win in the categories that it was nominated for?
1: Oh, I don't think it has any effect. I really don't.
0: I, I mean, I could see it. No, You don't think there will be... Because what can sometimes happen is like... Um, People will want to make Greta's up for that. Because Greta's not nominated for directing, maybe this gives her a leg up in writing. Because yeah. the screenplay's nominated. Mm-hmm. People think, well, I think she should have been in for director, so I'm yeah. going to give my vote to her. Maybe. For the screenplay. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think
1: it... I don't... I don't know. That's a pretty nebulous question, Nathan. So, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, um, I don't think it will have too big of an impact. I think... Well, isn't... So, how do these nominees get like calculated is, is a question I had do you so know each category is it ranked choice across the academy members
0: I don't think there's ranked choice in the nomination phase each category is voted on by its own respective branch okay. so for example the directors branch votes on best director yeah to decide the nominees
1: gotcha once
0: all the nominees are set in all categories the entire academy votes on all awards gotcha which is why there's often like like, the director's branch, for example, it's a very international body. And every year, there's, like, at least one or two filmmakers who are who make non-English language films who are yeah. nominated. This year, we have uh, Jonathan Glazer yep. for The Zone of Interest, Justine Trier mm-hmm. for Anatomy of a Fall, mm-hmm. who many speculate maybe, like, took that spot from Greta. We'll yeah. never know. Yeah. But, you know, these much smaller movies mm-hmm. that, for whatever reason, this branch prefers those kinds of works, those kinds of people, but then the entire Academy votes on who the best director is of those five.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Now, Hillary tweeted hashtag Hillary Barbie. I want to know, how long do you think it'll be until Biden tweets hashtag Joe Maestro? Oh, my God. I don't want that to happen. Two things
1: that I don't want to see any more of this year. Uh, I don't know. I think people are going to stay away from Barbie now. I think... I don't... uh... I think it's going to win a few of the awards it's nominated in, and then I think people are going to get over the discourse pretty quick. I think this is the last we hear of Barbie.
0: I think it's going to win, I'm going to say, song and maybe production design. Yeah. And that's it. And the fact that it only wins those is going to, once again, start this up. Like, stir people up. I am happy
1: how fast this cycle went, though. I am happy. Like, it got to, I saw, like, the anti-anti-article, like, the next day, and I was
0: like, wow. What's, like, the Bo Burnham line? Like, the backlash, the backlash yeah. to the thing that just began or yeah. something? Like, yeah. Yeah. Sums it
1: up. Really does. People are too online, including myself. Including myself.
0: Speaking of things going by real quick, what do you say we do some nimble news, yeah. That's binary for yes. Nimble news. Nimble News is the part of the show where we review all things new as quickly as we can do. We're talking new music, Mm. series, Mm. purchases, experiences, sometimes even new food or movies that we don't have time for in our main discussion. Yeah. Kevin, Mm. what you been up to?
1: Living life. Trying new things. Uh, Nathan, Taco Bell recently released a new value menu. Uh, Their Taco Bell value menu. It's got a bunch of new items, a couple classic hits. They're all a foot long. They're all... One foot long they're all under three dollars is a is a common factor here and as a child of the original dollar menu at McDonald's and the cheap old Taco Bell value menu which was great and you could get so many things on I was very happy to see this I love a value I'm a cheap man especially when it comes to fast food and I love Taco Bell so I was very eager I kept seeing commercials for this very eager to get there and try it looked at the menu panicked I had to go twice this is over two visits I tried four items um just to get a just get a feel for it because there's a couple new things i've heard the chicken enchilada burritos great didn't try it wanted to branch out a bit first thing i tried the double stacked taco is what it's called Hmm. basically a hard shell beef taco with cheese on the outside of it and then wrapped in a soft tortilla so kind of like a double decker taco but with cheese on the outside crispy tortilla strips on the inside of it as well um and it's a beef taco. I'm normally not a beef taco fan, but this was surprisingly delicious, especially with the tortilla strips. Nice kind of variety of textures in there. Double stack taco is definitely a hit on this, on this menu. I got a chicken flatbread melt, which is kind of like a Yum. on like a thick chalupa style. Uh, tortilla. Is it like what they do, like the cheese gritty crunch? No, it's a... uh, Yeah, it's a little thicker than that. like a pita? Thicker than that. Yeah, it's like a thick pita. Okay. Thick pita. Um, It's got chicken, cheese, some kind of sauce in there. Um, And it was so bad. This was so foul. The texture alone, everything was way too soft and chewy. It was the droopiest thing I've ever picked up in my entire life. (laughs) And it was just, you took a bite, you couldn't tell where one thing ended and where the other began. And it's... It tastes like a ham and cheese hot pocket, but that something had gone wrong with. Like, it didn't reheat right or something like that. The sauce is all wrong. It's got the wrong sauce on it. It is terrible. Chicken flatbread melt. Absolute miss. Next thing I tried was one I was most excited for that I'd seen in the commercial called a stacker. It basically looks like they took a quesadilla and just folded it into thirds on top of each other, so it's stacked up. Is that literally just Literally what it is. Beef and cheese, again... Beef, I didn't think it would really pan out um, as I'm more of a chicken man. Uh, And this was solid. It was good, surprisingly good for a beef item, I think, at Taco Bell. I think it would be better with chicken and maybe like some jalapeno ranch or something. It was fine. It's good for the value. Tough to beat, again. Much better than the flatbread melt if you want some ooey-gooey with with some beef in there. uh, Do the stacker. And then lastly, I had to do it because it's only a dollar, the cheese roll-up. Which, oh, it's the best. It is stupid how good it is. <laughs> I don't, it's cheese and a tortilla, but the ability they have to make it so perfectly melty is like, it's astounding how you take a bite and you're honestly like, oh my God, that's good. Uh, it's, it's dumb. The cheese roll up is dumb, but it's just delightful. Uh, but yeah, overall, three out of four ain't bad, and I'm excited to try the rest. So get to your nearest Taco Bell. Of
0: those first three, would you ever get one again? Double stack taco for sure. You'd get it
1: over like your your usual favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Double okay. stack taco I would for sure. The stacker maybe. I don't know. I want to try some other things on there. That chicken enchilada burrito or whatever it is is supposed to be really good. So
0: we'll see. A footlong cheese roll up really sounds like oh, a no brainer. Man, I'd eat it. Imagine eat just it. doing the whole thing like Bugs Bunny oh, with a carrot all the way down. Yeah. Sign me up hungry Kevin between all the Oscars talk and making our top 10 list like we did on the last episode this time of year I tend to feel pretty burnt out on new movies mm. uh, I spend like two months straight pretty much only consuming the latest yeah. and greatest and then come January February I just want some classics I want yeah. some oldies mm. and I found out that Netflix just added a movie from the 70s that I've been meaning to watch for a long time the parallax view you ever seen this? No. It's directed by Alan Pekula, okay. and it's part of this. It's his unofficial trilogy called the Paranoia Trilogy. It's <laughs> this, All the President's Men, oh. and Clute. The first two I've seen before and really love, and this is a new okay. one for me. Okay. Uh, the stories aren't actually connected, but they're related in their themes. They're all conspiracy thrillers hmm. in one way or another. The Parallax View is about uh, a politician is assassinated. At a small event. And then, one by one, every person who witnessed it dies a mysterious death. Huh. So this reporter, played by Warren Beatty, he goes down a rabbit hole to solve this mystery. And all three of these movies are great. This one in particular, it feels so ahead of its time. The way that the conspiracy unravels, it's it's like a psychological horror movie, almost. Yeah. And you, you really feel that paranoia. It gives you this heightened awareness. I was just glued to the screen, start to finish. It looks great. There's a really, really cool montage that, again, just feels so ahead of its time. Yeah. I wanted to give this movie a shout-out because everyone has Netflix. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's going to know to seek out a gem like this. You know, it's, it's pretty old. The title's kind of vague. Not many stars you'd recognize. Most people would just scroll right past it if they come across it at all. But... Give it a chance if it sounds like something you'd enjoy. I thought it was excellent. It's the Parallax View streaming on Netflix.
1: I'm adding it to my list as we speak. I am uh, very excited about it because I love all the presents, man. Nathan, I've also been watching some old movies, getting caught up on things I haven't seen, Blind Spots. Mm-hmm. Um, you do get burnt out of watching new stuff. You really just truly do. And even though there's nothing specific about every movie made in 2023, you just don't want to watch another one. So I went back and watched for the first time in my life, Boz Luhrmann's Mulan Rouge. <laughs> uh, I I feel like I have the same level of knowledge of this movie as anybody generally does. Like I knew kind of some of the people who were in it, you know, Ewan McGregor, Nicole Kidman, I know like the goochie, rah, 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 song that came out that was huge when around when this movie came out, that music video. Beyond that, I didn't know, you know, the songs. I didn't know like the music content, anything like that. Holy shit. This movie is just astounding. I don't know how people don't talk about this movie all the time. I feel like people have just forgotten about how absolutely out of control Boz was when he was making this. Like, the editing is insane. There's just rewinding, fast-forwarding. There's these ridiculous, over-the-top, superimposed shots. Um, John Leguizamo is just truly unbelievable to watch on screen in this. Um, But the music is great for the most part. There's, like... (laughs) Have you watched this yet? You haven't watched this yet. No, I've not. Okay,
0: I told you that you need to watch this. Um, I picked up my phone one night... And the text you sent me, I thought you discovered cocaine. I honestly, it felt like I
1: had. It felt like I was experiencing something for the first time that truly blew my mind. Um, I don't want to spoil a bunch for you, but if you are in the minority, I think, of people who haven't seen Moulin Rouge, that line's got to be shifting pretty quick, given timelines. But uh, go watch it. For sure, uh, definitely like indulge in some edibles or something beforehand. Um, it's out of control. It is a great movie. It is a spectacle, uh, to say the least. And if you like Boz and just wild cinematic decisions, this movie is for you.
0: Um, it's
1: truly unique. Truly unique. How will, did I will make you watch it if you don't watch it on your I, own? So. I'm
0: I'm very interested. Yeah. How did this compare to Elvis to you? It makes Elvis look like a normal
1: movie. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. Like, Elvis is out of control. And so that's that was kind of my Boz baseline, my boss line, if you will. <laughs> and, and I was thinking, like, okay, so it's going to be a little crazy. And within literally probably the first eight minutes, you were like, wow, Boz is really calmed down as a filmmaker. Like, it is... It's just so jarring. Every there's a million cuts per second. Like there's he stays on nothing for longer than like two seconds. I swear to God, it's just cuts nonstop, and it's dramatic camera movements. It is some stuff sped up, some stuff not. Like the, there's cartoonish sound effects. It is fully off the rails. Like he had a mountain of cocaine when he was making this movie. I'm so sure, um, but it's fun to watch. That's for sure. It is fun to watch, and the music is. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but it's you're going to love it. It's just a treat. It's a treat. Give yourself a little treat.
0: All right. I love a little treat. Love a little treat. Kevin, I love almonds. I love pecans, Ooh. cashews. Yeah. I'm a nut for nuts. Gosh. That's what I am. What I love even more than nuts is nut butter. Mm. Put some of that on, on toast. Put it on an apple. Put it on a spoon. Stick it in my mouth. Wow. Okay. It's everything I want out of a snack. It's sweet, it's salty, it's filling. The trifecta. Wow. And it's decently healthy, especially compared to your average like Jif or Skippy peanut butter or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, if you go to the nut butter section of the grocery store in the health food aisle, you're going to see a wide array of nut butter options, different textures, different nut combinations, flavors, different nutritional values. I'm here to say Don't waste your time with any of the ones you see in the store. Instead, go to BigSpoonRoasters.com and order a jar of the best stuff around. They have so many flavors. My favorite I've had so far is maple cinnamon. I tore through it as much as I tried to make it last because the price is steep. It's a minimum of like $12 for a 13-ounce jar, so I don't buy them left and right. I found out about them because... My coworker got me a pack for Christmas shout out to Andrew for showing me the light because now I'm hooked. So I have to show the light to all of you listeners because it is worth the price tag. It's worth the hassle of ordering online. It's high quality ingredients produced sustainably. It's in fresh, small batches. It's just delicious. The brand is big spoon roasters and it'll make your gut flutter for nut butter.
1: I'm looking at their website. They got some good like flavors too, like a carrot cake flavor, chocolate sea yeah. salt.
0: Carrot cake is great. I just Fiji ordered. Ginger. I just ordered the chocolate sea salt. Oh, maybe cinnamon.
1: Ago. I mean, pistachio crunch. It's too expensive for me, but I hope that you'll maybe gift me with some someday and continue Andrew's good work of spreading the word. Nathan, my last name. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. It's a movie we touched on uh, a little bit in our top ten episode, but that we. Didn't make either of our lists, but we both liked it. But it's a movie, it's streaming on Prime, it's called Scrapper. Came out last year, it's by a director named Charlotte Reagan. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is just a nice little kind of heartwarming, fun, short, easy to watch, super enjoyable, very well made movie. I, again, have said this like three times on this podcast, but it's like Charlotte Wells, who did After Sun, meets Sean Baker, who did The Florida Project, but they both love Wes Anderson and make a movie um big fan of it great performances by both of the stars harris dickinson being one of those uh and then i think the other person is named something she lola campbell nope maybe i don't know who knows but scrapper's a great movie go watch it on amazon stream it give it money support it
0: kevin for many years i have been a strong believer in the benefits of yoga mm-hmm. There's no better way to start your day than with a little stretch routine. Get yourself centered. Get yourself limber after a long night's rest. I've done morning yoga for years. Mm-hmm. Not every single morning, but a few times a week when I really need it. When I'm feeling stiff, I have get out of bed. But recently, I was given some advice that instead of doing yoga in the morning, do it at night before bed and see how you feel the next day. Mm-hmm. This has changed my life. Wow. And I have to pass this advice on to the world because I did not know it was possible to feel this good getting out of bed in the morning. Wow. I thought that stiffness was just inevitable. I thought it was because of how my body was oriented through the night that I was stiff in the morning. But it's not. It's because of what I did the whole day before and then stayed like that all night. All you gotta do is stretch before bed. You know, I just do like a little 10 minute YouTube video. I search nighttime yoga. I have a little playlist of some favorites. There's tons of great stuff out there. And there's lots that are designed to be done at night. They're very relaxing, chill music. They're a real wind down routine. But the best part is that it's way easier to make a habit of doing something like that at night yeah. than it is in the morning before work. Cause in the morning you might be tempted to stay in bed instead. But at night, you're already up, so it's an easy ritual to get in the habit of doing. Give it a try. Hmm. Do some bedtime yoga, and your body won't be as stiff as one of these subway sidekicks.
1: Wow. I love it. I've been looking for a good stretch routine. Uh, I set a goal to do a stretch routine every day this month. I have not done it once. <laughs> uh, but I've
0: hit... There's still time to fit 31 routines I could in.
1: potentially squeeze it in, but I'll, I'm going to start doing that. Nighttime yoga. Send me that playlist if you want.
0: I will do it right now. That is all the time we have for Nimble News. All right. What do you say we eat three foot-long sidekicks at one time? I'll go get our baking sheets. <laughs> so, Kevin, you have made the executive decision to start with the pretzel.
1: I was going to put them all on our plates, but
0: uh, if you just want to jump in, sure. Do we want to just start with that? I, I guess it makes sense. All right. Should we space these out to have one as a spoiler snack? Yeah, let's do the Maybe cookie. the cookie last? Yeah, okay. cookie as a spoiler. Now, um... You said that this was made uh, approximately 3 hours ago. It kind of feels like 3 days ago. It's a ago. little
1: stiff. It's a little stiff. Now, don't don't fully blame them. A little of that's on me. No, no. Uh, rest assured, it's all on you. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. I tried to call. I mean, what's the overhead on these?
0: They're making The problem is that they were too good at their They're job so fast. They made it Astounding.
1: Too
0: fast. Hmm. So this is Honey Mustard, Mm -hmm. Subway's Honey Mustard. Mm -hmm. I like the Honey Mustard. I do too, I don't think I've ever had their Honey Mustard before. I don't think I have either. Because I try to avoid their establishment. (laughs) Correct. Correct. It is a good Honey Mustard, though. We should say, I think each of our halves... So we've each got a six-incher, which (laughs) is now about a -a four-and-a-half-incher. Which is good for reference. Um, Homely. uh, We each have about... 12 salt crystals.
1: Yeah. Could so, use a lot more. Could use a lot more salt. Uh, could use fewer hours sitting out, I think. It's a little stale. But it, the integrity is there. I mean, it's good. It's got the, you know, kind of outer crust. It's just been out for too long. Uh, honey mustard's a star, though.
0: You think we should dip all three of these in the honey mustard? Truly, I
1: do. I'm like, I'm really... Dows dowsing.
0: What's well, actually kinda of nice, I thought this would be so dry it'd be like hard to bite into. Mm-hmm. They have this kind of it's like these perforated rings. It's kind of a Michelin man. Yeah. Like Michelin man's you can kind of um, peel it apart. Appendage is what this <laughs> looks like. Yeah. But it really does, even though it's quite old, it still comes apart pretty easily.
1: Yeah. That's nice. It's like a pre teared type situation.
0: Now, we just said on our last episode that the true way to judge flavor is to eat something cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's not... It's not good bread. I, I, I
1: mean, I think were this two hours ago. It's fresh out of the oven. It's got butter brushed on top. But Okay. It's still dripping off.
0: That's my thing. Like, there should... You should be able to taste that. Yeah. Butter. You would think. You would there. think. Yeah. Or like.
1: Maybe it, they were so fast because they forgot a bunch of steps. <laughs> Didn't butter the pretzels.
0: It's pretty much as bare minimum as it yeah. could be. Mm-hmm. That's um, a
1: concession stand at like a high school type. Pretzel.
0: Yeah. Like you see. Yeah. You have like the one pretzel sitting in. Yeah. The little spinning thing in the cafeteria. It's,
1: it's like a mom running the cafe, running the little concession stand. She doesn't know if that's left over from the game two weeks ago or, if, you know, just the last one tonight. There's no way of knowing. There's no way. They look the same. Pretzels don't age. So,
0: I won't get this again, but...
1: I think I'm going to get it again to see if it's better fresh. I need to know.
0: I'm going to get the honey mustard again.
1: Oh, yeah. That honey mustard. It's like a spicy honey mustard.
0: It's got real texture to it. Yeah. It's it's more, which is... It's
1: like a stone ground honey mustard.
0: Yeah. It looks closer to mustard, but really still tastes quite sweet.
1: Yeah. I really like it. It's, it's a revelation. Subway's done one thing right in the last 20 years.
0: There's something strange about eating a pretzel that isn't pretzled into a pretzel.
1: Yeah. A straightened out pretzel. Doesn't feel right, does it?
0: Feels like we like Broke into a factory.
1: Yeah. And made the mom breadstick and dad pretzel make a baby. And it's not exactly what we hoped for. Without that mustard, this is an absolute mess. So at least Subway has that going for them. But Auntie Anne's, I mean, Auntie Anne's really take their name off that. Subway's not doing you justice. I
0: mean, I, I feel very confident that if I ordered... Any pretzel from Auntie Anne's and let it sit for hours, it would taste so much better than this. I would agree. I would agree. So I don't get... It must just literally be the dough and nothing else. Because just old. Any Auntie Anne's pretzel is going to have something going yeah, but for it. They have so much salt. They're flying they so much
1: through butter. pretzels, too. I mean, the inventory there is turning over all the time. Whereas Subway, this is probably the first one of these they've sold... What all are you month. talking about? You,
0: we couldn't find them.
1: Uh, nobody's getting the pretzel one. There's a cookie and there's a churro one. You're telling me people are going to want the pretzel one?
0: Uh, you tell me. You're the one that looked around. What what was the inventory
1: like? Cookie was out most places. The other two seemed pretty evenly evenly matched. But, all right, so one oh for 1 so far is what you'd say. But bonus that we discovered they have delicious honey mustard. I'd say 1 for
0: 2. <laughs> yeah,
1: all right, deal, <laughs> <laughs> deal now we have to wait a while to try the churro no go right now
0: let's microwave them should we yeah we'll give it more of a fair shake for how long uh i would do like 12 seconds all right you warmed these you gave me the bigger one which i really appreciate
1: yep happy about it
0: tell me in what environment are you getting a churro in general
1: state fair county fair maybe um Really, whenever I come across a churro stand or a fresh churro, I do, you know, they're a good snack for me. I like them.
0: There was some show when I was, I think it was Even Stevens. Hmm. There was an episode where there was a churro machine yeah, on campus. Yeah, yeah. And I watched it as a kid and I was like, why doesn't my school have churros? Wow,
1: I that's a weird deep cut that I still remember as well. I want a churro machine. But these look, they're a little thinner than your typical churro, I would say.
0: Girth-wise. They they, they they look almost like slightly shriveled. Yeah. So these are um, Cinnabon footlong churros. It's uh, funny. Top though. with Cinnabon's world name as Makara Cinnamon and Sugar.
1: I like that mall restaurants are just saying, yeah, fuck it. You want some of what I got? <laughs> we can just no all... one's
0: coming to the mall. We
1: can, we can all just give each other each other's food because it's all crap. All right, let's see how Cinnabon does. Let's do it. Wow. It's amazing how something that should be covered in cinnamon sugar
0: has so little flavor. What's weird is that it appears to have quite a bit of cinnamon and sugar on it, and I can't taste it. No. We
1: I mean, both
0: might just have
1: COVID. <laughs> wow, that's bland. Like I've never it needs like frosting to be dipped in or something, or just any flavor to start with, but that is
0: a big It's mess. like the flavor is just bread. Like it's just It's the same dough that you use for the pretzel. Forward. It really... I wouldn't, be su- I wouldn't be surprised if this was literally just Subway's bread it,
1: reshaped. It straight up tastes like that. Like no sweetness from the sugar, no cinnamon from the cinnamon.
0: I don't even get how that's possible. I'm looking at the cinnamon it and doesn't the It does make sense, right? And that, I don't taste it. It's a testament to the quality of ingredient used at Subway.
1: That visible cinnamon sugar tastes like nothing. Wow, that sucks. That's the worst trail I've ever had. Would you agree?
0: Absolutely. I'm kind of beyond belief. I think what's what I'm really realizing is like, of course, this would be more enjoyable if they were fresh, mm-hmm. but maybe all that they have to offer in their food is warmth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping my hopes high that the cookie
1: is going to be good. They've always had good cookies it doesn't have some gimmicky name on the top of it so i think we're going to be safe with that
0: let's imagine a world in which this was good oh i don't want to live in that world even if it were good is this a quantity of churro that appeals to you
1: yes 100%
0: is this enough churro
1: <laughs> i think this is a good this is would be the perfect amount of churro Actually, because it's a little thinner, I think that extra length really, really pays dividends. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this is a really good size. I think it's perfect. Felt great, not too overpowering, not too aggressive, just
0: right. It's interesting this you know, the, the the footlong shape of these so much surface area. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, like this is not how the lord intended cookies or pretzels to be eaten and i would argue that churros probably best if this were cut up into smaller ones no you know
1: i disagree i think all churros should be about a foot long (laughs) who wants a six inch churro not me (laughs) size matters when it comes to churros that's all i'm saying it's
0: about the motion of the cinnamon (laughs) there is no motion in the cinnamon on that churro I got to say, I'm really putting everything I have into this cookie.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm very excited. I mean, when we were moving these around for the photo
1: shoot, the cookie was definitely pliable. It was still soft, you know, so it was still a little chewy. Um, So I got high hopes for that. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, worst tro we've ever seen. I mean, it's an item covered in sugar, and it's still on Nathan's plate. Uh, So that speaks volumes. That's so true. On its
0: own. That is quite something. Yeah. I don't I'm, think
1: he's gonna finish it. I I honestly want people to try this because I need to know if it's this bad everywhere or A or B I guess B, uh, just to see how bad a churro can truly
0: be. There's no way it should taste this bland. There's just no way. Kevin, you say, you know, I asked, is this is the size of these, is it too much, not enough? And you say that churro is just right. Yeah. My question for you about The Beekeeper is very simple. Is The Beekeeper too much, not enough, or just right? <laughs>
1: it, it is absolutely too much. But that might be just right. <laughs> is how I'd answer that? Uh, this movie is fully off the rails, out of control. And I think you know that going into it. Or I think in really both of our cases, we didn't realize that going into it. Um, But really realized, I think, coming out that we needed to tell the world about this movie. Uh Um, Similar to our experience with Ambulance. Uh, We left the theater and said, we need to do an episode. And it was basically, you texted me about this movie for about a week uh, until I caved and said, fine, I'll see it and we'll do an episode. Well, I guess I saw it and then was like, absolutely right. We I knew to do you that, would
0: so- agree. I didn't yeah. have to push you that hard. This had to be a little incessant I poke. mean,
1: I didn't know anything about this movie other than
0: it's called The Beekeeper. No,
1: I knew nothing. Jason Statham stars in it. Uh, and that's pretty much all I had to go off of. And the poster of like him dissolving into bees, which was
0: intriguing. I saw this as part of a little uh, back-to-back. I saw two movies in one <laughs> night, and I was honestly kind of tired after the first one and thought you know what? Some Jason states, I'm I'm just going to go home. Yeah. But then I just thought, I'm going to check it out for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then decide. And I I was jumping. Yeah. I was jumping in my seat. Oh my God. It was me and literally five people on opening night Mm -hmm. for the beekeeper in the IMAX theater. So we all got a couple rows to ourselves. That's nice. And I feel like I was truly in on the ground floor of something that is going to become like, I I really, really think that everyone that discovers this yeah. is going to have a connection to it. Whether you hate it or you love it, like, you can't deny but be like, wow, <laughs> wow, the beekeeper. <laughs> and I'm... You know, it's doing pretty okay business. It's, okay, it's, pretty okay. Especially worldwide. Yeah. I think this is one of those movies that will become a series because once it hits, like, DVD and yeah. streaming... Once it's on streaming, people it's going to take off. going to really... <laughs> Identify with it. And I think the sequel is going to make like three times as much money. But people will finally know what it is. Isn't all this about. the Meg
1: all over again? Isn't this the Meg all no, over? Again? I
0: don't think so. The Meg, before it even came out, the way it was marketed, people were already stoked about it. It was like a big, crazy shark movie. Jason yeah. says, like, it did, it made good money from day one. Mm-hmm. This one, I think, you see the poster and you're like, what? Yeah. He, <laughs> does he actually just keep bees? He sure does. He sure does. Sure
1: does. Uh, yeah. I, I. I mean, first off, the way this movie takes off is is aggressive and it does not slow down, which was surprising. Secondly, the cast was so frigging surprising. It doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. How did they get Jeremy Irons? I saw Irons to be come in on this movie and I lost my mind. <laughs> I literally was like, "What." The fuck is one of like the most respected stage actors of our generation doing in this movie, uh, and also Jeremy Irons, Josh Hutchinson, and Jeremy Irons. <laughs> uh, but no, Josh, I was I was surprised about Jeremy. Blew my mind. Minnie
0: Driver comes in. Uh, yeah, I mean, from the first scene, Felicia Rashad, yes, Claire Huxtable, yes, and which is genius casting because yeah. the second you see her, you're like, oh, yeah. Mrs. Huxtable. Yeah. I love her. Yep. You don't need to do any character building. You no. just love her. Yep. It's great. She's great. She's loving. She's caring. I really think that we should just jump into spoilers like right away. Mm. Because yeah, we have if to. someone we have to. doesn't wanna know, they wanna just go into this, yeah, trust me, yeah, do it. Yeah. Do it. Go see this. You'll be so happy. Go today. see it. It's still
1: in theaters because it is hanging on, you know. And it's I think ca- it just checks. hit...
0: On demand so yeah. you can see it however you want. Spend twenty bucks at home if you want. On yes. a tiny little screen or go to
1: the goddamn theaters.
0: I I would have so much fun having a watch party Absolutely. for this movie. Absolutely. But I would also say if you're maybe not sold yet, come along to spoilers and yeah. listen in and find out buckle up what it's got in store. Buckle up. Um
1: <laughs> I'm just rereading my notes and just like i had a similarly empty theater unfortunately uh one couple behind me one couple in front of me uh and me and the guy in the couple behind me really got it i think we were like (laughs) loving it laughing at certain parts and i think the couple in front really did not get it they did not seem to have enjoyed the movie as much as me and the other guy but yeah this is a great theater going experience ideally there would be other people in your theater uh so bring some friends or uh, just invite some co-workers to come see an <laughs> absurd movie. Let us know. Yeah. We'll show up. We will come. Our <laughs> listeners in Virginia will be there. We'll be there. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Anywhere, really. We'll we'll make the trip. Uh, but yeah, we got to... I mean, it's, how do you talk about
0: this movie you without don't. And see, the, the, what I learned afterwards is that the trailer tells the entire story. Oh, does So, it? like, I would really avoid that yeah. if you're kind of interested because, like... It was so perfect how I went into it knowing nothing because every step of the way I thought, what? Yes. What? Yes. And that's the way to do it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I had an absolute blast. There will be more of these movies. Yeah, I think. There has right. to be. I think you're. So right. buy your stock now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch
1: get a, this. Get it on the ground floor with us. Uh, and that stock's just gonna go up. Sweet like honey. We got a cookie to eat, we got a movie to do. Spoil. We've
0: got, we got a lot of movie to talk about, All right. so uh, let's do it right now. Before we do that, though, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Are you a former financial advisor
1: or tax prep professional? Have you retired from your life of numbers and dollar signs and are looking for some invigorating new purpose? Do you want to serve your country and the good of the free world? Does ensuring that future generations have the same perfectly imbalanced wealth distribution and keep driving capitalism forward at whatever cost mean the world to you? Well, look no further, because the ultra-secret group of covert government operatives, the Account Ants, are expanding. (laughs) We and our soldier ants make sure the financial industries are kept in balance, using Account Ants to impact markets, ensure unemployment stays where it needs to be, and to take out any possible threats to the health of our ever-so-important financial and labor markets. Join our colony today and help protect the hill, or at the very least, those at the top of it. Reach out to us at
0: CokeIndustries.com. And we're back. (laughs) It's time to talk full spoilers about the beekeeper. Oh man. And eat a cookie. Kevin, wear that cookie. I'm
1: hungry. I like that this one comes in a tray.
0: Yeah, this is a little more
1: civilized. Slightly, until you try to get it out of the tray.
0: We could just eat it like a pie eating contest out of the tray.
1: We could. Oh, you got the short end of the stick on this one.
0: And the short end of the stick is quite long. Still a lot of cookie. Imagine, like, picture this. Yeah. You order a cookie or you ask for a cookie. Mm -hmm. And someone gives you this. A a cookie the
1: size of a 1990s TV remote controlled? I would be a little alarmed, I think. I would definitely need a big-ass glass of milk.
0: (laughs) Um it's just too much cookie, I think.
1: But I, I would have... I
0: Let's call our shots right now. Will either of us finish this?
1: I'm going to finish it, yeah. My sweet tooth's been growing. I don't know what's going on with me. Might be pregnant.
0: It makes me so happy.
1: It hits. Yeah, it does. They're just so good at chewy cookies. I don't know how they keep them so chewy.
0: This is mostly chocolate. <laughs>
1: It is heavy on the chocolate. When you get look at the Krauss section, it's almost all chocolate. It might actually be too much cookie for me.
0: I stopped eating that churro just to save room for this. Because I intend to finish it. Mm. I think it's it's gonna good. Too much. It's really good. It doesn't make a difference how fresh it is. It's mm-hmm. still good. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the softness and the chewiness of the middle, it's concerning that <laughs> this was made three hours ago. Yeah. Because how, how are they accomplishing that?
1: Nothing natural.
0: But you just have to not think
1: about it. Just eat your six to seven inches of cookie. Six by three. Mmm. <laughs> I do not need a real dinner tonight. <laughs> this is all I've had. This has to be so bad. So bad for us. Health wise.
0: It's an interesting metric to think about in terms of food.
1: Normally, I just do it by feet, but I (laughs) I wanted to kind of think of calories this time. (laughs) Because of this little tray they bake it in, it almost gives you like that corner of the pan, you know, like brownie type, you know, when you like that kind of crispy crunch on the outside all the way around this. And it's great because it's like a third crust, a third soft chewy middle and a third crust. If you go across the short way and it is great.
0: I was going to say, I was kind of criticizing the whole surface area dilemma earlier, but it, it's perfect. Yeah. Every single bite is filled with textured dynamics. Truly. I finally made it to a little chocolate free zone. Just cookie. Ooh. Still good. It's still, it's still not I'm bad. I'm still going. It's taking me 81 episodes to bring you to the sweet side.
1: I really don't know what it is, but it's recently, like within the last two weeks, just loving sweets.
0: New year, new you.
1: I think it might be because uh, I'm I'm doing dry January, mm-hmm. so maybe I'm just not getting the sugar I normally would from like wine or like a mixed drink. So my body's like, we got to get this some other way. What's Let's funny? Double is, the calories
0: <laughs> and sugar. I. And being very serious, I kind of have, like, the opposite thing where I love sweets so much that sometimes a nice sweet cocktail, Mm -hmm. I'll just be chugging it because I'm like, it's so delicious. Yeah. And uh, this cookie's like a nice tall glass of something else. (laughs) Now, Nathan, when I
1: downloaded the Subway app today to order these three sidekicks, I was asking for a lot of information. And I'm a little paranoid. I hate downloading new apps and giving things a lot of my information. Watching this movie, do you feel concerned that your parents may fall prey to an online phishing scam like this? A,
0: yes. (laughs) Very much. B, uh, I'm concerned that people think this is what scam (laughs) call centers are actually like. Yeah. (laughs) And I really think... So Felicia Rashad is scammed. Yeah, and it's it's a pretty scary scene because you you do imagine your own you imagine relative, yeah, what they would do. Everyone related to me would fall for this, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Jason Statham goes to this call center, yeah. which is like, it's like a rave mixed with like a Twitch streamer's living room, yeah, mixed with. A I think tech they literally company. just
1: rented Logan Paul's living room <laughs> out to shoot this,
0: and everyone is shouting on like yeah take their money it's like
1: it's like a an nft bros wolf of wall street headquarters
0: but i think it is i think it is what a boomer thinks an nft bros wolf of wall street headquarters is like yeah and that is the essence of this movie is that it is a boomer's fantasy and a millennial's self-aware romp (laughs) you're right it's both at the same time i think that you can watch this if you're not very aware of how the world is you can watch this and think like man this is scary this is real yeah old people are more vulnerable than babies
1: the president's not even safe
0: and we and we can watch this and be like we're hooting and hollering yeah having a great time like isn't this so over the top absurd a blast yes yes And I think that's what makes this movie so special.
1: Can recommend it to everyone.
0: It can do both of those things.
1: It is amazing that it can do both of those things. And I think it does it not only with, like, the general plot and this absurd headquarters, but Jason Statham's... Almost every character, actually, is kind of like a caricature. But also, you can almost relate to them individually, but as a whole conglomerate, you're like, this is just an absurd crew and cast. But, uh... That like the the outfits everyone wears.
0: Yes, it's all all of the clothes of all the thirty year olds in this call center oh are just like God. you're like all right, find like the douchiest millennial yeah. fashion that yeah. you can. Yeah. All the weirdest patterns. It's like the, the patterns are so complicated. It costs like five hundred dollars a shirt. It's
1: the ads for clothing that like comes up on Reddit and that like the fourteen year old buys, thinking he's going to be <laughs> really cool. It's like all like one of the guy's suit just says "goat" like <laughs> a, a thousand times. Um, They've all got scars. But even I mean, even Jason Statham's beekeeping uniform. You're like that is the most over the top beekeeping like suit that I've ever seen. It's got like five leather. Sl- like ugh. and
0: yet, I think some would see that and say, "Salt of the earth." Mm. That's who I identify with yeah. right there. Yeah, he could he can just rent out a room in mm. a barn because for some reason he has taken his job as a metaphorical beekeeper and become an actual beekeeper, which is not, it turns out, part of the responsibilities at of all. Beekeeper, no.
1: And the fact that he does that is absolutely absurd. <laughs> like. To- <laughs> So, first off, we don't even know about this, like, beekeeping organization, not like actual beekeeping, this (laughs) government organization called the Beekeepers, until, like, halfway, maybe more, through this movie. Um, So we think he's just a beekeeper. You, You kind of understand that he's got this certain set of skills this movie pulls from like nine different movies yes. i feel like because it's like i've got this certain set of skills i'm it's like a born trilogy mixed right. with like taken mixed with some john, john wick, wick. Yeah. it really wants to be john wick yeah. i think you can tell um but like he's got the set of skills so you're like okay he's clearly got some kind of training and then it's like just a conversation with jeremy irons and his son josh Hutchinson who does a great job of playing when well, the no, douche's
0: son but or not or his son, son. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah 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 sorry his kind of protege yeah he he wants to be his his protege yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Josh Hutchinson plays a douchebag so well in this uh like it, i think the first like minute on screen he uses the line you tell me this guy dropped four bodies and like i'm what does he say i'm going to go big dog this shit <laughs> uh so that's the type of guy you're working with there but there's a conversation between them and he goes Jeremy Irons is trying to figure out who this guy is who's causing a ruckus. He goes, I don't know. He's just some guy. He's a beekeeper. And Jeremy Irons, like, not a delay <laughs> delivers the line. If a beekeeper says you're going to die, you're going to die. Nothing anybody can do. And it's just like, what? Like, <laughs> we as an audience are like, what yeah. the hell is going on? Josh Hutchinson is like, what the hell is going on? You're like, well, uh, how does this work? How does he know about this? And he's... Got these government connections. We find out (laughs) that Hutchinson's mom is president about three fourths of the way through this movie. Yes. So they know about the beekeeper program, which is a secret
0: program designed to keep balance in the world. And (laughs) And when you say they know about it. It is so deep that not even like the FBI knows yeah. about it or the CIA. Nobody, it's deeper than the deep state but, but is the, what it is. The second he even
1: mentions a beekeeper who literally they found bees that he was keeping like they know he actually keeps bees there's like there's no doubt in this guy's mind that it's
0: a member of this secret <laughs> like, society. That must be the one single beekeeper.
1: And yeah, there's one beekeeper at a time. Like, oh, he's out of service. The new beekeeper will get him. You're like, there's
0: one? I don't understand. That That is why I think, similar to John Wick, you're so right. This wants to be John Wick so bad. They put enough crumbs of world building that yeah. you're like, how does the system work? It's, you have to know. Because you watch the first John Wick and you're like, what are the coins? Yeah, what are the yeah. rules of this hotel? And then the second one, they get to blow it wide open and yeah. show you everything. I think in the Beekeeper Six, we're still going to be discovering things about the Beekeepers, like the history of the Beekeepers. <laughs> that is how- not
1: just one Beekeeper and six 1980s computers set in a hexagon. <laughs> That's- and like
0: that one day he goes there and the office is closed. Yeah. <laughs> like, in what? In what situation is there not a need for information that Beekeeper? I think Q? that was
1: like a like a little you know deposit shop, like a little secret base where they can go like get supplies and stuff. Who knows? How the beekeepers operate i'm sure they have multiple hives my favorite bit i think from this movie and that i cannot wait to see utilized in hopefully every future beekeeper movie is when he goes and pulls up like one of the slats of the beekeeping and it's just got a phone in like (laughs) the actual bee like where they make honey and put the honeycomb i'm just excited to see what else they can hide in those
0: little bee colony things because like the chief criticism of this movie is not enough bee shit. It doesn't there's, do much with there's the bees. There's like maybe like a few puns. He yeah. throws honey there's at one lots point. Lots of puns. <laughs> he and does I, throw honey. I think that they are leaving the door open for many more bee related. Like, why doesn't he just unleash some bees? He on doesn't their head?
1: want, he's trying to protect the hive. He doesn't want to put the bees at risk. That's the whole point is that he would do everything to stop those
0: bees I think honey. we're going to circle back on this in two years and I we're going to find that he puts the hive at a lot of risk.
1: I maybe, yeah, he probably does. Um, I think. His instant need for a retribution so swift and violent is crazy. Like, yes, they scam this poor old lady out of a lot of money. Uh, spoilers, she kills herself because she's lost $2 million for the charitable organization. Quite a she- shock. She had offered to make him dinner, which apparently is the first time anybody has done that in his entire life. And so he feels cared for for the first time in his life. This is expo exposition that is actually set on screen in the first like 5 minutes. Um but you know finds out that she's killed herself for whatever reason, figures out that this call center did it and his solution is literally to just go dump gasoline on like half the employees and burn the place down. It's just a very a little heavy-handed I think from Jason statham coming out coming out of the
0: gates. And again, we watch that yeah. and are like this guy's wild. I think many see that and are like, I would do that. Yeah,
1: call centers, get them out of here. I mean, yeah, they do a good job at making the scammers seem like just the worst people.
0: Yes, uh, and that's not, like, if you actually want to understand how, like, scam rings work, Mm -hmm. there's actually, there's a great expose in the New York Times recently about there's, like, a whole, just one example is there's this criminal ring in, I think, Thailand where Mm -hmm. they, like, draw people in with job postings and essentially kidnap them and force them to work for them. And then once they scam once, they blackmail them to keep doing it. Like, that's the kind of conditions where people are actually doing this stuff. Because you think how, like, you must not have a soul to do this. Mm -hmm. And these people, like you said, Wolf of Wall Street, the guy's up there on stage with the lights. And he's like, we got, we got 2 million. And they're all cheering everything. And that's what an oblivious person would like to believe is yeah. actually happening. Is yeah. that because that like makes sense to them mm-hmm. that people are just so shitty? Like yeah. they suck, I'm good. Yep, and let's go kick their ass. They have no moral beacon, yeah. But it, it just like it's not how it works. In case it needs to be said, the real world is not anything like, yeah, uh, this movie. Well,
1: that's, I think that's the main takeaway, the main tagline.
0: And, and of course, once it gets into the the political realm of it all yeah it's i saw i saw this with our, our good friend trevor yeah uh friend of the show trevor cutco as he's known in some parts mm-hmm. he made a great observation which is that josh hutcherson and his mom is it hutcherson are, maybe i actually don't know hutchinson hutcherson i don't know it's one josh hutchy hutch uh Jay hutch. they are a perfect amalgamation of the Clintons, the Bidens and the Trumps because she is mile after Hillary, yeah. He is Hunter Biden. Yeah. and their family, their business background ah. is so trumpish. Yeah, I like and, that. And so whoever you don't like, you can you can just kind up. of project onto them and say, "Yeah, this is how it works." You can like be like, that. "Russia helped Trump get elected," or you can be like, "Yeah, Hunter helped Joe get elected because of this and that. Yeah. Like whatever you think it's, it's just like a, it's a Rorschach test. I hope
1: that in uh, the beekeeper Two they have another president's son. who's just nine feet tall to channel Baron Trump. (laughs) I think that'd be good. Um, But no, you're absolutely right. You can assign it. That's the whole thing about this movie is Jason Statham's good. Almost everyone else is a shade of bad. Uh, Not everyone, but most people he encounters in this movie. Nothing bad can happen to Jason Statham. Like, he is never... It's never close.
0: Yeah. He's he, safe the entire time. Like, messianic levels of... He
1: literally <laughs> walks into a crowd of, like, nine FBI agents who are literally staking out a building for him. And says, like, oh, no, you can't go in that way. And then they, he just proceeds to beat the shit out of them. They're, like, in full military dress like with guns. Like, pointing their automatic rifles at yeah. him. Yeah, And it is unbelievable my jaw dropped at that scene because it's just he's invincible every scene he moves with such certainty that his plan is going to work like there's a scene on a bridge where he pulls up behind a guy and just boom goes to work at just dispatching this man uh in a a certain way that is i think probably got the biggest laugh out of me is that death um because it's astounding but, man, that scene where he walks into the entire FBI group, uh, I'm like, oh, so he's just killing FBI agents now. Uh, but you find out, <laughs> I think they thought, like, we should probably cover our bases on that. And, like, ten minutes later, they're like, oh, no, he left all of us alive, thankfully. <laughs> right. But uh, he got in this way. Like It's, it's like, like a
0: very, like, Batman thing. He's, yeah. like, he's like an antihero. Yeah. And I think his invincibility, that is why... A movie like this will never compare to something like John Wick because yeah. in John Wick they really sell the vulnerability mm-hmm. of people. People get tired and bloodied yeah. and you really aren't sure if they're gonna make it. Yeah. And in this, not for a second do you doubt? It, <laughs> no.
1: And it's the amount of stuff he goes through in like this whole thing takes place over like a day, two days. And you kind of in your head, like, because so much has happened, you're like, Man, he's really getting revenge on these people over the last couple weeks. And there's a point like halfway through the movie where they say like, yeah, he's already killed seven people today. And you're like, Oh my God, he's done all of this in a day. Uh, He's, and he's just fine. Just never winded, never out of it. And absolutely some, some absolutely brutal kills in this movie. I don't know how specific we want to get, but I mean the,
0: the fingers. Yeah. First off, I thought, I don't even know how they did that. Yeah.
1: It didn't look great. Uh, I mean it did look great It was just gross to watch Uh Uh, Yeah that whole scene where they come to his barn And he like shotgun in the mouth For one guy and then a literal barrel Through a guy's throat Like I was surprised by how like gory
0: and shocking The kills were And I mean this is skipping to the end But the whole final fight With this heavy which I can't yeah we gotta So okay this movie generally Let's set up the climax maybe we could set up like how we get
1: to the climax and then, cause that's a whole, it's, it's like it. Well, so let's just wait to get there. This movie that? takes a, yeah. Okay.
0: So there's a line, <laughs> um, around the time when, uh, our, our FBI agent kind of one of the main characters, her mom was the one who killed yeah. herself. Yeah. Um, she feels kind of torn about this whole thing because she kind of, uh, supports what the beekeeper stands for, but mm-hmm. also like wants to, you know, be part of the system and do good at her job. Yeah. She's face to face with the beekeeper and mm-hmm. she says, because, you know, the, the, the whole idea is that the beekeeper operates fully independently yep. of any institution mm-hmm. or government organization or law enforcement or anything. It is just a single person at any given time. There is one person <coughs> whose job is to keep the peace, to yeah. protect the hive. Yeah, I guess. However, they see fit. There's no oversight committee, right? There's no checks and balances. Mm -mm. I don't know how you begin to choose someone like that to be in that role.
1: I'm assuming there's more than one
0: beekeeper. No, I think they say specifically that there's one at a time. Okay, all right. And she's in the same room as him, and she says, there are laws for this. Mm -hmm. Referring to, like, to address these wrongs. Like, there are laws we should arrest people, we should prosecute them. And he says... We have laws until they don't work. Then you have me. Mm -hmm. And it was in that moment that I realized this is a movie about the inevitability of fascism. Yeah. And how our conspiracy-minded, our conspiracy-infected brains actually find comfort in the idea that there is some kind of force. You can call it a greater power. You can call a beekeeper, a person, a politician, whoever you want. There is a force operating at the deepest levels of the world. And they don't answer to anybody. But we trust them to serve our interests without being elected or chosen in a transparent way or held to any standards. But we find comfort in that. Mm. And whether it's QAnon or Jesus or whoever you want to fill in the blank Mm -hmm. people like this people like the idea they're like yeah go get them like I think that I think if you showed this exact movie to the average American like 30 years ago Mm -hmm. they would see this and be like this is terrifying to think that this person can just do whatever they want Mm -hmm. and now we watch this and are just like go get them you know yeah. Like someone's got to do it. Yeah. No one else is. Yeah. So sure. Go for it. <laughs> and this is how democracy slides into fascism. Oh my is gosh. that we like, we all feel so powerless we need that we put v- our power into someone whose power is unlimited vigilante justice, baby. Yes. Yeah. I like, I don't know if this movie actually has anything to say politically. No, but I think. I think that, this movie, it doesn't have its own agenda, mm-hmm. but the existence of this movie is in itself saying something politically. Yeah. Like the fact that it is reflecting our times, whether or not it has an opinion about that. Mm-hmm. This is just the kind of thing that people enjoy
1: mm-hmm.
0: because we, we just there's so little else <laughs> that we can feel power over. Yeah. And we want to root for the beekeeper. <laughs> to do whatever he wants. I know I do.
1: There and, were a few times where I didn't want to root for this man,
0: but, but yeah. at any point in this movie, he could do whatever he wants. Yeah. It's just the fact that he happens. We believe that he's good, whether it's a movie character or someone who we've imagined into being. Yeah. We like to think that person is good. I. I they I do, what what I do. they exactly. do what
1: I do. Exactly. I do what they do.
0: And then there's like the other. There's the current beekeeper that shows up. Oh my god, she's like a who, Borderlands
1: character. Yes. I like I couldn't believe... Who whips out a, a minigun at a gas station <laughs> and starts shooting a minigun fires. So they say, like a thousand rounds a second. And she is just losing her mind with it at a literal gas station.
0: And before we even see her, what we first see is the text communication between Beekeeper HQ and her, and her only response is, Sounds fun, LOL. Yeah. And then you're thinking, how do they choose the beekeeper? Oh,
1: I don't know, but they, who is this? It was a it must have been a, a weird transition, I think, from Jason Statham to current beekeeper because she didn't seem to have a lot of the same principles as him. She seemed a little more chaotic. Uh,
0: but again, the system balances itself, yeah. because of this one force for good. That some, you know, everything happens for a reason. Everything yeah. finds a way. It gives us comfort to Do you know think
1: there's a good beekeeper. Do we think that if you kill the current beekeeper, you become the next beekeeper?
0: I uh, think that's yet to be determined.
1: I, I, there's so many questions in the lore of beekeeping. Uh, I wish I had that book, How to Keep Bees, <laughs> um, which I thought was great. Uh, yeah, okay, so we can't... <laughs> I don't even... There's so much that. Ha- they're just chasing him. They're trying to find him this whole time. He keeps showing himself and keeps getting away every time. And the the kind of leads to the climax of Josh Hutchie, Hutchie Dutchie, uh, Jeremy Irons, and the mom, I don't know her name, um, all realize that there's a beekeeper after them, essentially. And it is uh, a weekend for one of the weirdest parties I think I've ever seen portrayed in film at the president's beach house. Uh, which includes, like, jugglers and fire twirlers and a whole gang of, like, QE assassins. And what I, what did I... Who else is there? The most Secret Service you've ever seen in a movie. And
0: it's accessible by an unsecured uh, <laughs> Manual, beachfront.
1: Manual, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally unsecured beachfront. Uh, the one gate is literally just, like, a stick that a guy moves up and down at the front. Um, I just couldn't believe out of all the things that i couldn't believe in this movie the one thing i couldn't believe the most was the people at this party i was like what what was the casting call like for this because it's like a quarter you know political professional looking people a quarter of like the most wildly dressed people you've ever seen it just none of it made any sense like how this would be a, a president's party but whatever um We find out Jeremy Irons, I still don't understand what his connection is or what he's done with his life.
0: I read it as, so he was formerly in government, was the head of the CIA or something? Something like that. He has a relationship with the now president Mm -hmm. and he would do anything for her and he means anything. Yes, he does. That's why he took a job at the company where she used to, I'm assuming she used to be the CEO. Yep. Um, and now he's running security mm-hmm. with her son. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so at this point, we've learned that the son is uh, using the profits yeah. from these scam centers. And that's how he helped fund her campaign mm-hmm. to get elected. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy Irons is trying to do whatever he can to stop that information from coming out. Yes. And to keep things above board. Yeah. At the tech company mm-hmm. that she used to be at. Mm-hmm. It is
1: uh a unique situation. But he pulls in, there's there's so many jumps for his characters. You think he, you know, just this upper crust kind of hoity-toity guy, and then he's an the ex spy, and then he's very politically connected. Uh, and then he's somehow connected to this kill team of like it looks like people straight out of like Chappie or District 9, like it is the weirdest group of people you would expect to be associated with. This one giant New Zealand deadly guy with one leg, like has his team of people who look like they belong nowhere near a presidential weekend like cocktail party, um, and it just seemed so out of place. I was like, "What the fuck is this? Why? Why are these people there? Why are they not just like dre- dress them up like
0: Yeah, he's wearing, wearing he's still wearing his Fortnite skin.
1: Literally, looks like a Fortnite skin. Um and that oh, like the whole climax of how he gets in and how he <laughs> there's just a guy dressed exactly like him at the party too but he gets in like through the sewer he gets in and he's safe and he's just walking around the party and then like people nobody can just nobody can catch this guy nobody can catch him he's literally surrounded by Secret Service he's about to get straight up executed on the president's beach house lawn in front of like 200 eyewitnesses, saves himself, gets out of that one. I can't remember what
0: he even does. Blows he, up the car. No, he, like, I think he, like, turns the gun, and the the heavy, like, shoots himself in the cheek. Yeah. And he's got blood poured out of oh, his face. man, it's gross. Yeah, there's an explosion. Um, I mean, yeah, and then he's just, it's just a ruckus.
1: Big ruckus. I think the fight scene with him and the giant guy uh, was just... It's so harsh, <laughs> like it, it is nuts. They really go after each other, and neither of them is going to be walking around after that fight. And the fact that again he's just totally fine, like once he enters the next room, is so ridiculous.
0: That is a really good fight scene. That is the one time in the movie when I actually bought that he was actually vulnerable, in danger. Or there's like there's moments where yeah. like the knife or like the the glass is coming for his yeah. neck, yeah, and. You, like, you feel that strength, that squeeze. Yeah. And it's, it drops all the music. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, the sound of, of punching and Meat. falling down. And they're, like, climbing over each other. It is ridiculous. Glasses breaking. Yeah. It's a, a very entertaining fight scene.
1: You gotta love a knife fight. A well-choreographed knife yes. fight
0: is, is just great. Um, Until he finally, I think, he gets the upper hand by kicking the dude's prosthetic leg. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and yeah, he... he kills him pretty brutally yeah
1: very brutally very very brutally there are some brutal brutal kills um and then yeah that's pretty much all i care about after that
0: well then he comes for the president and her son yeah and i did not see this ending coming no
1: i will say it it surprised me
0: like josh hutcherson he he's a shit bag yeah but he's He's played pretty sympathetically, right? Like, he's he's an idiot, but he's, like, he doesn't... He's kind of he's in over his head. He's trying to do his best. Yeah, he, and it's, like, all in all, he's really helping his mom. And he's holding his mom as, like, a human shield mm-hmm. when Jason Statham walks in the room. And Jason Statham, like, the most cold cowboy move <laughs> you've seen from the hip. Yeah. One Blast shot. It. Josh Hutcherson's head flies back. Yeah. Blood everywhere. He says
1: something along the lines of, like, well, goodbye, Mom. Like, he's going to do it. And just no hesitation from the beekeeper.
0: No. You got to sting when you can. (laughs) And this is the point when the the FBI agent who has been chasing Jason Statham this whole time. Yep. She has him in her sights. You know, he jumps out the window. She's aimed at him. She's the
1: only one. The only one. She's literally (laughs) killed the president's (laughs) son. In a room full of people, she's the only one who runs to the window when he jumps out and is like looking at him. I
0: everyone else is simultaneously doing CPR. Yeah, it was it blew that blew
1: my mind how much time they gave just her in that window to like longingly stare at
0: him. And and Jason Statham looks back at her, and she just approves. Yeah, right. She's like, you know what? I gotta hand it to you, Beekeeper. Justice is justice, baby. And he literally floats into the horizon. Yeah. He just dons his scuba gear and goes underwater, cut to credits. What an ending. What an ending. And that man, he's going to, I mean, it's like a Godzilla ending. Like he (laughs) he descends into the ocean (laughs) because
1: he is that force. If the next one doesn't start with him coming out of the ocean, i gonna be very, (laughs) very upset.
0: He's that force that's always there. You don't know where he's going to be. He'll grab your
1: ankle if you splash the money when you're swimming. He'll pull you right under.
0: It's a perfect ending. I, I love it. I love so much this this notion that like, where is he gonna be next? Who knows he's all around us. He can maybe, be everywhere. maybe the beekeeper was the friends we made along the way. I think that's the
1: main message. I think that that's it. I um, it's a great ending. I don't know if I'd call it a perfect ending because I think I've seen it like six, seven times in other movies. Um, but it's 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 what it's the ending this movie needed and deserved, I think. Um, definitely leaves it open for sequels. I think there's no doubt we're getting one. Um, is it beekeepers? Is it revenge of the bee?
0: I mean, they could go Kingsman with this and just go back to when he was the beekeeper or yeah, to any point you could say you could call like beekeeper 1849 before the be, hive. Like Lee Neeson being a beekeeper yeah. back then.
1: Sign me up. I'd be into it. I'd be into it. There's a lot of potential for these movies. Uh, I think it's going to be hard to deliver again on this premise. But I think if the right people are put in charge of that, it could be great. But I think they're going to probably take a lot of big swings and miss a lot of those, I would assume.
0: I I wouldn't say it's going to be hard. I think they've actually... I think the ball is waiting on the tee for okay. them yeah. to just do a absolutely hold nothing back sequel to this and then they'll probably like realize they can't keep doing this forever but I just feel like there's so there's so much myth to to explore (laughs) here there's so much we we really get so little we get like one minute of one other beekeeper yeah that's true it's gonna be
1: like a series on Peacock in two years
0: yeah probably I guess yeah I guess worst case it might you know maybe they won't even make a theatrical movie it might just be a Straight to streaming hey, I would
1: love it. I'd love it. We'd have to rent out a theater to see it on the big screen, but I would I would like to be able to access it right away at home.
0: Aren't these the kinds of movies that, like, if they still put $5 movies in the Walmart bin... I'd buy this. This is right where this goes. Yeah,
1: I'd buy that for sure. Absolutely. I hope that they would put a sticker on it that says, No Bee Kills. Um, just as a warning, so people aren't lured in, thinking that he's going to do something cool with the bees, but uh, I'd definitely buy it for 5 bucks. And you should go see it in a movie theater for five to ten dollars.
0: Absolutely, I think, regardless of your feelings towards it, it will feel like a discovery. It is a discovery. And join the hive. Which <laughs> is all I gotta say, you know, come
1: get right next to us and just vibrate with us, <laughs> and let's keep each other warm and cozy, and kill anybody who comes into the hive who's not one of us. Okay, I do. I I would be remiss if I didn't comment on. Just the wonderful sight that is Jason Statham in a plain unmarked baseball cap. It just does something to me. Because you just you know he's gonna be sneaking around doing something, and the hats just never look good on him. If you go to IMDB or just Google the Beekeeper, one of the first pictures will be just him in a hat, unmarked hat, and it just looks I mean here, look at him and he just looks like he's not built for baseball hats. He's too good looking. His head's too big already. You can't hide that dome. You just can't. Let it looks it like he's got a whole beehive underneath there. Um,
0: <laughs> what if that was what he did? He just
1: took his hat off and, and all the bees flying out of his head. He's just, there's just a hole on top and he's just filled with bees. That I'd like. Yeah. That I'd like. If it's actually just bees keeping the balance. But uh, see, they could go
0: there in the second one. <laughs> they really could.
1: They. I mean, I hope they... I know I said they're going to take some big swings and miss, but God, I hope they take the biggest swings they can. I hope one lands. I don't know. I just want them to go absolutely off the walls with this. Do you think this will be on your top ten list for 2024?
0: <laughs> um, you know, I don't think anything quite compares to this. I don't know how I could even begin to rank this alongside normal movies. <laughs> It is not easy. It is its own thing. Now, if you listeners haven't had your fill of nectar from this flower, <laughs>
1: terrible. find
0: all of our episodes terrible. on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.
1: That is correct. If you like what you hear, you want to support us, leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on, or grab some of your own Quad F merch, stickers, shirts, coffee mugs, whatever you want, shoes, slippers, robes, uh, all of that at FastFoodFilmFriends.com
0: Find Kevin's spicy hot takes on Instagram that's at right. FastFoodFilmFriends on Twitter at FFFFPodcast or email us FastFoodFilmFriends at gmail.com Let us know what we should watch or eat next time I don't know what we're going to do next time actually.
1: Neither do I we got a lot of options.
0: you want to just do The Beekeeper again? Isn't there
1: some new movie coming out that's going to be terrible? Ooh, Argyle yes let's do our guy yeah that sounds good that's gonna be either yeah that's definitely the one
0: i'm thinking of because i've seen the trailer four million times that's the movie where henry cavill takes off his hair and the bees come out yeah, that's correct that's correct
1: that's...
0: <laughs> oh, i can't wait that's why they call it a buzz
1: cut <laughs> I'll be here all week all week Uh, well until then Farewell. farewell